Hey everybody, I'm Jason Tondro, and I'm your Game Master tonight. I'm Ron, and I'm playing Scooch, the Yosoki Operative. I'm Stephanie, and I am playing Holo. She is a Karasha Lashunta Mercenary Solarian. I'm John, and I'm playing a Tiefling Operative named Murdochs. I'm Rob, and I'm playing Whiskey, a Yosoki Mystic. And I'm Mark, I'm playing Julakashti, a Vesk Soldier. And now, on to the episode. Welcome, everyone. All right, well, so um, at long last, we are here for the final volume of uh, Dawn of Flame. Now, uh, you'll have to catch me up a little bit if I miss some of the events of your, your previous adventure. But you, as, your ship is on, the, you, you, the Sundiver, your yes. ship, mm -hmm. uh, is on the bubble city of Colonel. I believe that's correct. Yeah, and uh, you have um, you have successfully. Uh, I think you kicked uh, Sun Plasma Dragon's butt or something, right? And like we this did. last adventure, we yeah. survived that. Yeah, <laughs> we, we survived, survived that. that just barely. <laughs> um, so um, you have been uh, in the the immediate aftermath of that adventure. You guys have been um, repairing the Sun Diver, if you remember. Every time the Sun Diver travels through the sun, it takes minor damage from from the, the incredible heat and pressure right. of the sun. So you always have to, there's always maintenance to do. There are always repairs to do. So um, you guys have, some of you, whoever has got the engineering skills, presumably that includes uh, Whiskey, anybody, uh, the, the operative, I presume? Both yeah. operatives, too. Uh, yeah. Uh, you guys are doing the bulk of the uh, of the brain's work, but everybody can participate in the maintenance because it's, you know, there's always something heavy that needs to get moved or mm -hmm. something that needs to be supervised in the case of uh, <laughs> Raz's... Raz shouted at. Yeah, there you go. Somebody <laughs> needs to get shouted at. Um, and um, so you're all sort of... Uh, um, doing your, your refit and repair work, getting ready to maybe head home back up to uh, the Burning Archipelago at the Deep Cultures Institute where all many of your friends are. Um, if you remember, the the Sun Diver is a very odd starship. It's yeah. basically shaped like a pine cone yeah. uh, and as it sails down sort of through the levels of the sun, um, which is a brilliant design, by the way, and kudos to my colleague, Joe Pacini, <laughs> who made that <laughs> ship because I, I love that ship. But anyway... Um, all right, so you guys are all working. Let's see. Um, Raz, you probably have a pretty good perception, I suspect. What's your perception? <laughs> you seem like the brains of the outfit. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yes. Uh, his perception is a 16. Okay. Um, as everyone is working, you hear this, like, sort of crackling sound coming from inside the starship. It sounds like some kind of incoming communication, like there's a transmission coming in. Uh, I think we got a message. I didn't hear a ding. <laughs> you sure ding! that wasn't just my rice krispies? Uh, like a snap, a crackle, maybe and a, a pop. pop. I'll go see. Check, it, check it the might, messages. Might be a serial killer. <laughs> All right, you. Uh, on. I'll take the liberty of assuming you go into the ship. I go into the ship. And, uh, and ship, and what's going on here? You see. Uh, you recognize uh, a face, uh, and it is Lurian, Lurian Straza. Yeah. You remember Lou? She's yeah. the one who who designed your ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. Um, all right, so uh, Raz, you go into the ship. Everyone's, uh, well, everyone else is still working on maintenance and repairing the, the ship. And you see Lou's face. Um, there's kind of this red flashing light in the background, and, uh, and she looks a little... Um, 
a little disheveled, like um, she's in a hurry or maybe a little uh, anxious or stressed. And she's, she's like sort of tapping a console outside of your line of view. And she says, I don't know if this is coming through. I, I, uh, uh, I hope you're receiving. Uh, but uh, I, I'm going to try and bypass this transmitter and see if I can get you a view from outside. And she like pushes a couple of buttons and the scene changes. And instead of Lou's face, you see um, the surface of the sun uh, outside of the burning archipelago. And there's this weird sort of flickering gleam of metal. It's almost like, like the sun is somehow sparkling. And then you realize what's happening is, is that warships are floating up out of the sun. At first, it's like a few of them. And then there's like dozens of them. And now, like, there's like hundreds of these things. And they're all like the, the characteristically distinctive gold and red of the Afridi starships that you, from your adventures, instantly would recognize. Mm. Um, I, I don't know how many there are or, or, or what exactly is going on, but they're already heading for the archipelago. And, and you, you need to run. You and all of you need to run because you, I don't know how fast you would try to get here, but by the time you get here, it'll all be over. We've got a few ships to defend us here, mostly Saren Ray warships and some private yachts and freighters. By the time that the, the rest of the Pack World fleet gets here, there won't be anything left. So everything that you've done for us and everything that you've done for science and take care of my ship and get the hell out of here as fast as you can. And then there's like explosions and the signal ends. No. Oh, ah! That couldn't possibly have ended a more dramatic time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I guess we better take off. Well, I presume that you What's share doing? this with everyone else. Yes. yes. Okay, so. Hey, there's a problem. Um, yeah. But wait, what? we got another coat to put on the paint. Sons having babies. Well, after you, you are not, of course, alone in your on where you currently are. Um, mm -hmm. You you've already made friends with Zyphor, if you remember. Right. He's mm -hmm. not, you know. So um, Zyphor hears what you guys have had to say, and he he has information for you as well. So he he calls all of you in to essentially a, a kind of command center in at at Colonel, and and you see. Uh, a, a dramatic map of the interior of the sun with where you are, Colonel, the other locations that you've explored in the sun, which they've collected from your own records and, and testimony. And you can see the burning archipelago floating on the outside of the sun and, and, and the locations of the warships that you have now been, been made aware of. And, um, and, and Zyphor uh, e explains to you uh, he says, we have, we, we have managed, with the information that, of your new transmission that your friend sent to you, we have managed to locate the fleet, the Afridi fleet, and, and tracked its trajectory backwards. And you can see the little, little dotted line goes, right back from the fleet. And it goes almost to the literal heart of the sun. We have detected with our long-range sensors a station located precisely here. Bing! And this little floating 
space station appears in a hologram where the trajectory of the near the center of the sun near the center of the deeper sun. than we've ever been that's correct yeah it seems like we spend a lot of time going deeper than we've ever been <laughs> in the sun. i said yeah. the theme <laughs> <laughs> how many gone deeper than we've ever been before uh, three four times and uh so. pretty much every time right yeah. like every time it's always deeper yeah. um and and uh we we believe this might be the location from which the Afridi fleet set set sail. Yeah. So you know, it is you are far too far away from the burning archipelago to reach it before the Afridi fleet does, but you are close enough to reach the station before they get back before they get to the archipelago if you oh. hurry oh wait a minute that opens a lot of opportunity uh those of you with military training yeah like like uh like um with Julikashti, yeah you instantly realize this is a huge logistical mm -hmm. weakness right would, would they turn around to, to defend the, their station well or? that's a good question you don't know okay. but you do know that every fleet travels on its stomach oh very true <laughs> right yeah and, and no matter how big this Afridi fleet is, it might very well be able to conquer the Burning Archipelago. Mm -hmm. But it can't conquer the Pact Worlds. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, the right. Pact Worlds is a huge fleet. Uh, multiple fleets. Like, mm -hmm. everybody's got a fleet in the Pact Worlds. Like, Arby's has a fleet in the Pact Worlds. <laughs> so, you, you can... The, the, whatever the plan is, mm -hmm. they clearly must require support, reinforcements, okay. logistics, right? Supply. Yeah, exactly. And that's, if that's coming from this station... Mm -hmm. Then, if you can cut their supply line, you will force that fleet to withdraw. Okay, that so, makes. It sounds like we've got buckets of options if we go there, right? Not mm -hmm. only could we cut off supplies if we can somehow, you know, break into wherever their headquarters communication is coming from and give a distress immediately, turn around and come back, or mm -hmm. or you know, change their orders or something. I mean, if we can get to this place, depending on how well defended this place is we know they don't have their fleet there anymore but we don't know what else they've got the, the station is surprisingly small it's not tiny it's not as it's bigger than a starship but it's not absalom station sized hmm. it's no moon it's no space station <laughs> but it, it's no moon but it might be a space station yes exactly <laughs> that gold star for thank you <laughs> um all right, so at this point, um, we're going to do a gear up scene where mm -hmm. all of the heroes put on, they zip up all of their armor and strap on all of their weapons, and we get to see all of the cool little stuff that you guys have gotten over okay. the, over, since between, between adventures. Mm -hmm. um, so let's start with John. Um, what did we see with Murdochs? Oh, well, you know, uh, Murdochs was looking to upgrade some of his, uh, some of his gear, mostly his, his kind of armaments and utility things and the the main thing that Murdoch's picked up was a was a new billy club uh, also referred to as a heavy sap in the yes. starfinder um, <laughs> core rule book and the neat thing about this is it has the um, throne in return um, fusions on it and an opportunistic fusion because they're all level two fusions I can put a bunch of them on there so basically he can 
use this as a, it's an operative weapon. He can use it in, in, in melee, but also he can throw it up to a range of 20 feet, and it comes back in a very acrobatic manner. Oh, so as so. we see Murdoch, you know, putting on his armor and strapping on his weapons, and he gets his new building club, and he yeah. throws it at three different targets, yes. and mm -hmm. it balances off all the targets and back to his hand. Yes. Right? Okay. Yes, that's what Murdoch's done. Wait, wait, Scott, you're at... The heavy sap joke was right there. I, talk, I talked <laughs> over it. He couldn't, he, couldn't, he couldn't get it in time. All right, how about uh, Julakashti? What do we see? Okay, first? well, you're going to see Julakashti um, slotting a couple of... Well, first of all, he, um, he has acquired a brand new uh, blade yeah. that he's going to use. It's going to be an interference blade uh, harmonic. So I think this generates like a, a sword blade of solid sound. Yes, it's so a sonic it weapon. So it shrieks or sings, or what's the sound? Um... Because I'm, I'm going to make it a singing sword. Like, I'm an old-school Prince Valiant fan. Okay. It'll be like Vesk Opera if you don't. I like uh, it. Okay. I like it. I right. mean, I like to think that it just sounds like Raz shouting it. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can tell the difference, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay, good. Nice. Um, so, and, and this is a beautiful sword, the, uh, yeah, with the pure sound. Yeah. Um, and he's going to be slotting a uh, weapon fusion into it, a uh, cruel weapon fusion. Okay, so this is like a, like a, I always imagine weapon fusions as being kind of like big, thick silver dollars, yeah, right? That you would like of. sort of put onto the object and kind of turn it, you know, mm -hmm. and then the magical rune lights up. Yeah. In this case, it's cruel, so it's probably it's a, like yeah, red and evil looking. red. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay, good. Um, uh, how about how about whiskey? Oh no, I'm, we'll hold off for whiskey on whiskey for a minute. I had, one, got... I had one other thing. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, because um, he's got a different weapon fusion that he's uh, slotting into his uh, Screamer LFD, Bert. Um, what what is a Screamer LFD? Is it a pistol, a rifle? No, it is a heavy weapon, um, sonic with a blast uh, capability. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like a big hip mounted yeah, yeah. sonic shotgun sonic shotgun yeah, thing yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, okay. it's big it's as big as raz and almost as loud <laughs> almost as loud that's right um and that's getting a uh, bombard weapon fusion okay um and so that has a little null space chamber that uh, you put a grenade in and it will yes. simulate the grenade yeah, uh, okay. so he's he's got a uh, fancy nice uh, uh screamer 3 grenade that he's putting in there gotcha all right now what about uh what about scooch Oh, Scooch is right. We go get. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so Scooch has got all of Scooch's old gear, but uh, you know the montage camera goes into like a, a room with like a like a box that's got all these electronics <laughs> around it, some yes. light from the inside, and it opens. <laughs> and the steam comes yeah, out, yeah, yeah. and out comes oh. Nippy the Squawks. But Nippy the Squawks is just so much bulkier <laughs> anything a little bit meaner looking but he still playfully jumps up to where uh, scooch is yes scooch scratches him behind his little you know fox head ears so All right. this is a killer killer squawks got a killer squawks he's, he's got like, some gene therapy that has made him uh, <laughs> the equivalent like a, of a level like 11 creature companion 11 creature so companion, at so. more it like his hit points are almost seven times as much and now i feel like i can actually like not Kill him just by saying, "Hey, can now, we go help." How, uh, uh, you have all a bunch of the creature companion feats, so mm -hmm. he can like. Yep. So, so he can do a lot of his actions. He gets most yeah. of his yep. actions. Okay. And then the last. Oh, then um, what about Kolo? Koholo? Do we know what what her latest gear is? Well, yeah, she's wearing um her Lashunta ringwear, oh, which yeah. is mm. <clears throat> uh. It's actually more functional than than she she doesn't have a lot of flourish with sure. it and and she's got uh but it's all you know she's just she's compact and muscular yep. and 
you know, and it it's it definitely lets her be as athletic as she she needs to be for sure. And then you and, have, a, uh, you have a weapon. She's pistol? got a thunderstrike pistol, sonic pistol. But the uh, the real weapon is her solar weapon that she manifests. Yeah. When she wants to, and she has a couple of crystals that I imagine she kind of just throws up in her hand right before she makes this her her giant uh, giant hook appear for sure. All right, now the last two of you, the last two of you, um, have a little bit of a different kind of uh, of gearing up scene because you guys both go into surgery, um, and, uh, and 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 this is so. Uh, so Rob Whiskey gets like a throat surgery, right? And when you come out, Whiskey is breathing ice. Yeah, with a little nice little oh. puff of white smoke-like <laughs> ice vapor coming out of her. The dragon gland is one of my favorite augmentations. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then and then uh, Raz goes in for brain surgery. Yes, I got a new brain. There's a doctor, like a one of these um, uh, Sasanoi's doctors with like a bone saw, like, uh, yeah. and they they just saw open his head and grow a new, and they add like a little have like a little brain lobe that they've grown in a jar, and and graft <laughs> it onto your brain, and and your head's a little lumpy, but you know you've got fur, so you can cover yeah, it up. It's, just, it's a comb over. It's like, oh, oh. <laughs> I love it. All right. So everyone's you get all your gear, you 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 suit up. We have the suit up scene and uh the heroic march towards your starship. Uh and this is it. I mean, this is like all the your friend the the members of the institute that you have brought with you. Um Nib, I think, is here. Is that right? Yeah. You brought Nib with you and also Terrace. Yep. Is that right? They they're waving goodbye. Right, like, well, you're getting in your ship and going off on this mission, and mm. it's like you against maybe an entire Afridi army. So, so did we see from this uh, yeah. hologram good. Good. what the specific ships look like? Um, the the it's not on the hologram, but you did see it on the video. On the video, uh, Lou's message. You okay. saw a video there. So, so can we get a screen cap of one of those things? get some detail what they look like sure because i want to talk to our ai it's got this new thing that's been installed it's called a holographic mantle okay and i want to plug that in and say yep you know can you spend some time here 10 minutes and try to mimic this holographic image sure so that we can be a little bit more discreet as we're trying to go into this okay so the the um the afridi fleet is composed of many different kinds of starships right some much larger than others, so it has to be smaller. Exactly, yeah. that's exactly. So it. one size larger the, than the ours. biggest. So one. your AI like quickly scans all the ships in the video, and it finds like a relatively small, um, like a uh, a salt a salt shuttle. Yeah. Like it's a shuttle that's designed to like land on another ship and like boarding party. Drop ship, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. And ah, um, and it's gold with sort of outswept wings and you know very pl- elemental plane of fiery, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and there's kind of a a few minutes as your AI does the AI have a name? Uh, he's just grumpy. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's really, um, really grumpy one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, grumpy. Uh, uh, there's like a sort of uh, a lot of digitizing and 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 from outside the camera, the, the the movie camera, see is looking at your ship and you see kind of these little you know flickers of video as if someone was 
messing with the set. Yeah. And then and then it <laughs> resolves uh, into a holographic image of this assault shuttle around, you know, the pinecone ship, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so yeah, it, it looks like it might work. Excellent. Might actually Excellent. work. This is going to be a good look for us. <laughs> <laughs> um, in addition, um, uh, the AI uh, lists a few other um, minor modifications that the that you have also installed that uh, the Assassinoi have have helped you install. Uh, this includes uh, apparently you guys had um, the solar inverter shield that you got from uh, on la- I think the last adventure. So they've installed that. So you will no longer have the cicatite degradation that you're showing. Oh, wow. That's good. Wow, so that's you, a huge you, improvement. You will no longer constantly take damage while you are in the sun. This will mm-hmm. greatly extend your, your range. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and then uh, I think you're ready to go. Any, anything else you guys want to do? This... Uh, you guys recognize a suicide mission when you see it. Mm. Okay. Anything else you want to do before you take off on the ship? Mm. So uh, if anybody needs some mm. uh, a will letter. written up, I'm I'm happy to. <laughs> <laughs> to <laughs> I was just thinking. Um, yeah, yeah I, I would like to compose a letter to uh, the woman that I love back. Yeah. Home. Yeah. And what is her name? Um. That's a great question. Okay, I, I'll give. It, I'll give. I'll, we'll, we'll, I'll expect it in a couple of seconds. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Very good. But she she has rank, right? Is oh she yes. Like a, yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's from a noble family. Yeah. So uh, she's like a princess or a countess or something. Something like that. Okay. So I'll let you figure out what her name is and get that to me. Okay. okay. And Raz also sends a note because he's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's reporting back on what's yeah. happening too. Now, but I'm you'll be sending well. transmissions mm-hmm. uh, back to the Vescarium. Mm-hmm. So those transmissions will travel at the speed of the drift. Okay. So that that will take three to six days, about ten days, for your message to reach. By which point, either the invasion will be over, or you'll all be dead. Okay. Cool. Can I send one back to Castrovel? Yes. All right. Uh, what do you want to write to Castrovel? Who are you writing to? Let's start with that. Uh, the monastery that I left. Ah, very good. Okay. Your message will arrive much quicker because you are inside uh, the system. So we're talking um, hours for mm. for your communication. Um, do you want to? Uh, do, what do you, do you want to have any particular gist of your message, or just a general love you, see you, hope I don't die? <laughs> uh, actually, I I've never thanked them and I didn't leave on very good terms. Okay. So it good. seems like the last thing that I would, you know, I mean, if this really is my last chance to make something right. Okay. That, that's the one thing on my soul. All right. So, all right. So you compose a letter thanking them for everything they've done for you. A couple of other people send your, you send your last message and you send your mm-hmm. last report. Uh, very yeah. good. Uh, and um, you board the sun diver. How long is it going to take to get there? Um, well, not long, we hope. Okay. Um, the, um, the, 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 okay, so, the Afridi fleet is bound for the Burning Archipelago, mm-hmm. but it's not there yet. So, effectively, this is, and this is the GM going a little meta for you, there's a countdown. The longer it takes you 
to accomplish your mission, whatever, as you said, Ron, whatever that mission might might end up being, do you know? Um, the longer it takes you to accomplish that mission, the more peril the burning archipelago is in. <laughs> right? No pressure, huh? Uh, all contraire, Matt <laughs> <laughs> So you three quicker with that writing, huh? <laughs> um, but but you do have several hours, you think at least. Hmm. Uh, but uh, but it's hard to know exactly how much time you have. Okay. Um, needless to say, every, every let's put it this way: every hour counts, and I mean that in the most literal sense because hmm. I have a countdown that counts down every hour. Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, good thing that tick tock tick tock that our folks here is, have upgraded our ship a little bit and increased our speed from. From ten to thirteen. Oh, nice! Oh, so well that's done. Your tactical yeah, I agree. Map, right? By, by yeah. slowing down time. Yes. That's the co- Let's not gloss uh, <laughs> over this. Right? <laughs> it's a calcum. It's the yeah. star metal that has oh, to do oh, nice. with modifying time. Uh, so. Is that like part of the ship's hull or part of the engine? Or uh, this is actually the thrusters in yeah, this part. Yeah, the calcum thrusters. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, presumably um, they had some calcum on Colonel, and you used that to. You got some kind of nanite assembly machine to like infuse the orichalcum into your already existing drift thruster, which would normally require way more time. But you know, magic, it's space yeah. fantasy. So, also, into our, our defenses, which yes. actually slows tracking weapons oh, yeah. that are targeting us by what 25%, yeah. which means mm. we can outrace any torpedoes now. Wow. No pressure, though. That uh, is awesome. All right. Wow. So, um, just help me out. Now, if you remember the, the, the Sun Diver, it's got, it's, it's very small. It's got um, four decks, um, and the controls are kind of spread out amongst those decks. Who's, who is the pilot? Oh, that's me. That's Scooch. Yep. Okay, Scooch is the pilot. All right. Who is the science officer? Anyone? It rotates. Usually, it sometimes me. Yeah, I, I'll probably be science, and, and whiskey will probably be engineering. Okay, whiskey engineering. Uh, uh, Murdoch's is science. Gunner for you, I presume. Um, I sometimes do first mate. Oh, sure. But, yeah. Okay. Koholo, uh, I think, Koholo is gunner. Koholo gunner. is gunner? Yeah, I, I tend to be gunner. Um, what, what is the ship armed with now? So, uh, there's been some slight changes uh, yep. with the configuration. Um, they were able to add a turret, and they moved the the twin-linked um, uh, chain guns to the turret instead, yep. and were able to fit them with adamantine ammunition, okay. which does a little bit additional damage. Um, so is the turret, um, the turret, you have one turret. We have one turret. And the turret has the two chain guns in it. Correct. Yep. Correct. And then, uh, and then on the forward mount, uh, we have a um, light torpedo launcher. And we also have a ramming prow. Yeah. Okay, good. And then the aft has yes. a light torpedo launcher. So we actually don't have a lot of heavy weapons. Right, right, right. No. Okay, good. Um, and then that leaves Raz to do the captain duty? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, I knew he was the brains of this outfit. All right. Certainly the voice. Um, you, you all board the ship. The, 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 this weird pine cone ship, like, lifts mm. off. Um, and... Um, and you you float you're you're in the sun still. I mean you're still flying around in the sun. You leave the bubble city. You emer- You know you sort of fly through the energy bubble that protects the city. You immediately are all of your um, all of your um, 
monitoring equipment on the ship immediately, you know, all goes into the red from the incredible temperatures and pressures. Where you are going, the pressure on the inside of the sun is so great that the hydrogen and helium, the plasma gases, have the consistency of a liquid. Mm. Uh, we have a swim speed on the ship. And, and <laughs> you are, and you are essentially nice. diving through this liquid plasma. Mm-hmm. Uh, your ship would not be able to endure this level of temperature and pressure if not for the recent improvements to the to the vessel. Uh huh. So okay. okay. Well, we're done. Turn back. Um. <laughs> you. Uh. Everyone's doing their jobs. You. The. Sh- the ship is sort of slowly corkscrewing down through the sun towards the center. You've got a tactical map with all of the locations that you have been and and the 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 station that you believe is the target. Um, and a, a short time has passed. You know, it's, we, had a, we had a diagonal Star Wars wipe, right? And we'll, we're, on, we're on the next scene. Um, let's see. So science, that's you, right? Yeah, okay. Um, so Murdoch's, you pick up a transmission, which is really weird because you're inside the sun. Like, who's alive inside the sun? Um, you pick up a transmission. Probably everybody. Um, uh, and it's it is a it's 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 a voice speaking common, and says, uh, "Yeah, unidentified vessel. Yeah, uh, uh, this is Ricard Gearston, last survivor of the Eye of Feronia, and I could sure use a lift." Oh, Raz? Oh, boy. Somebody's calling us. So our, the part of the holographic image actually is to duplicate a transponder, too. Um, so, but just so you know, he, did, like he probably doesn't have a way to anybody for help. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah, like yeah, a yeah. distress call, yeah. it sounds like. Yeah. So, so what, you put a rideshare logo on the hologram? Is that what happened? Um, why don't you, uh, well, on uh, Murdoch's, you pick up on the scanners. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's, there's a life form out here. In fact, you sent, there might be. There's one life form that you can recognize. It's clearly human. But there's a second something, like either around it or on it, that doesn't look like anything you've seen before. And it's floating oh boy. in the sun. Like, you know. And it's not of, protected. In, <clears throat> it's not in a starship. That's. Wow. And it's that's... like a couple of cl- a couple of miles ahead of you. Wow. Uh, uh, I'm gonna can I try to scan, see, figure out what it is? Sure. All right. I'll start steering that way. Uh, scan. 30, right, 33. Okay. Um, you you identify that other presence as some kind of living thing, <clears throat> but a supernatural being. You th- it comes up as an Whoa. element. Like this, this guy, this person, is effectively surrounded and embraced by uh, some kind of elemental. It's large. It's like it's like fifteen. It's like twice the size of a person. Okay, not starship size, but like a big. Like 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 a twice the size of a person. Wow. Uh, yet he's broadcasting to us somehow. Yeah, well, we're close enough for comms if it's just a couple miles. True, but it's well. Can we broadcast back? At, at, uh, what was your name? Uh, uh, hey, there's some. There's uh, howdy. My name's Ricard Gearston. Ricard Gearston. 
And detective, you're detective. What? Um, what are you detecting out here? <laughs> what are you doing out here? Uh, right now, I'm kind of hoping I'm detecting some help. <laughs> but what's what? Here, As you're you clever. guys get closer, what are you traveling in? Your ship moves pretty quickly, so it does not take you very long yeah. across a mile or two. What you see is the maybe one of the most bizarre things you've, any of you have ever seen in your lives. There's this guy, and he's wearing like ordinary clothes, like like the kind of clothes, like a jumpsuit that you would wear if you were hanging out on your starship. Um, and and he is surrounded by this fifteen foot long kind of serpent like flaming form. It doesn't look like a snake. It's just a snake-like shape that's made purely of fire. And it's wrapped around him. Uh, and it's got big, big, is... big fiery wings. <laughs> and it's got kind of a human-like head. Except that it's all fire. Okay. Um, when you say wrapped around, not yes. like a little bit around his legs, a little bit around his middle. I mean, like, completely encasing him. Well, uh... You're kind of on the right track, I think. It seems to it seems to be protecting him somehow. Okay. Um, it's not hurting him, but it is wrapped around his body um, in a in a protective way. How would you identify that? Would be a mysticism? I'm, yeah, exactly. So the mysticism people is that that's, that's probably whiskey, me. right? Yep. And oh, that's not so impressive. A twenty-three. Whiskey, this is clearly an elemental being of some mm. kind, but it doesn't look like a fire elemental because it's got wings and a head. Huh. We've seen plasma elementals. It's not one of those. It's not. A, it doesn't look like an elemental at all. For mm. one thing, elementals are not very intelligent. Right. Um, mm. Anyway, he said, uh, he said, well, I guess I'm about to get arrested again uh, because he, he assumes that you are in a 3D starship. Um, mm. Which is not how I hope this would end, but uh, maybe maybe we should just get out of here, Uzmat. Uh, uh, hold and, on, um, hold on. Go ahead. No, no. Uh, he's he seems to start like he the he starts talking to Uzmat, whoever Uzmat is, and um, and you hear a deep voice over the calm. Very well, I shall take you to my people. <laughs> um. Not so hasty. Not all is what it, as it appears. Do you want to shut off the hologram? Computer, shut off the hologram. Turn on the hologram. Turn off the hologram. <laughs> what am I? A ship's computer? <laughs> yes. You all right. The hologram turns off, and the uh, the assault shuttle is replaced by um, by the sun diver, and um, and and you you guys can see that the this creature Uzmat is the the elemental of some kind. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and Ricard is like, oh, hey, so maybe I, uh, maybe I got lucky after all. Listen, can, uh, can, can, can I get a ride here? Um, Who are my you? buddy Uzmat, he's kind of like got things to do. And Who I don't want to burn up. And what are you doing out here? Sure. Well, we can, well, we can talk in more detail once we get him aboard. We're, wow. we're not going to leave him. How are we going right? to get him on board? He's inside that thing. Well, we'll try to pivot it. He so said his buddy has to go somewhere yeah, else. Uzmat? Yeah, Uzmat right? can fly into your airlock. and Yeah, exactly. Okay. You, you actually, yeah, so you, you open up the airlock. Uzmat flies into your airlock. You close the airlock, and you vent it. 
Okay. Okay. Um, Wait, you... so he's wearing an Uzmat suit? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't even name this guy. I'm surprised it's so that, that joke one. is just there, <laughs> waiting to get picked up. So you all meet Uzmat and Ricard in the lower floor, which is, I think, the cargo deck mm-hmm. of, the, of the ship. All right, so Uzmat is this flying, 15-foot-long, fiery serpent with wings and a head. And Ricard, like, it, it, it like, uncoils. And Ricard, like, lands on the deck of the ship. And he's like, well, all jokes aside, thank you. You saved my life. Um, uh, and I presume that you tell him something about who. Yeah, for, have some water. Oh, <laughs> lots of water. Yeah. I like you already, short stuff. Hydration is very important. So he, he, he gives you a bit about there? his story. Yeah, yeah let's, um, let's find you, out. You guys, you guys find that out. We got, I don't want to slow us down. So okay. Okay. we got places keep to piloting. Be, so I'm yes. keep on piloting us in the direction we okay, go. Maybe good. have the calm open so I can yeah, hear well, the you can, The clock is ticking. You yeah. can autopilot the ship from here if you want. Yeah. You okay, can, let me yeah. do that. Yeah, you've got a I just don't want to slow us down. Well, that's. You are wise. Oh. <laughs> wise Scooch is wise. Okay. Oh, Grumpy? Turn, uh, turn the hologram back on. Oh, God. So, uh, hold on. <laughs> All right. Um, Ricard tells you a little bit about uh, what happened. He and his wife are private detectives. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, um, they had been captured by an Afridi vessel called the Eye of Feronia. Okay. Um. Uh, they were taking us to some kind of base for interrogation. They called it the Crucible. Mm. Ah. I got to sneak at their... Uh, I gotta, news I, for you. I got to look at their um, their navigation, uh, and it, it looked like it was in the middle of the sun. Hmm. Um, but that's not all. Like, there's something else there, and I couldn't believe it. Do you remember when we all saw the far portal, like, sink down into the sun? Yeah. We were yeah. right we there. We, we were yeah. right there. We were. Well, it's not destroyed. It's there. What? They took the far portal down into the middle of the sun, and it's being held in place by this crucible thing. Wow. The crucible. And now it's just spitting out fire whales like crazy? Is that like it was the fire? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe so. You know? Like, your guess is as good as mine. But, but, but that's where they were taking me. Mm-hmm. I got bad news uh-huh. for you. You're still going there. <laughs> well, unless Uzmat wants to take you somewhere uh, else. But uh, Uzmat says, no, no. Uh, this is, um, I, I have my own business to attend to. Um, well, and he says it in such a deep voice. He has to be, you know, right. He has to be something. He has, he has to be you serious. Have, you have to take him seriously when he sounds like What that. are you? Yeah, Uzmat? exactly. I am an Oscar. Let me get this right. I am, uh, yeah, I am an Oskushu. Onkushu. Gesundheit. Ricard gets that joke, but Anku- okay. but, but Hazmat does not. Um, uh, I am an Onkushu. We are natives of elemental plane of fire. And, um... That's well, so are many of these attackers. Well, we are not allies of uh, the Malika. And her servants. With the who? The Malika. Okay. Who is that? The Malika. Yeah, t- the Malika please tell us more. Is the daughter of Feronia. Um, uh, Whiskey, you recognize Feronia. The fertile flame is a demigoddess mm. of fire oh. and fertility. 
Mm. And um, and he explains, uh, Usman explains that Malika is the child of Feronia and an Afriti lord. So she is half Afrit and a half goddess. Wow. And it is her forces that have come into your reality. Through the far portal. I'm I believe so. Okay. Did you come through the far portal? N- no. Okay. I can travel to my home. Oh, just my like own yourself. Abilities. Like... Wow. Okay. But Andy. Malika cannot. And she has sent her forces under the command of her general, Kane. I want to say that's a name we've heard before. I think you have heard. I think we have. Yes, yeah. yes. We've talked about it quite a bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounded a lot more like Kaim. My last name. Yeah. <laughs> that's there right. Go, a, when a, he was doing of, it. Switch of GMs and names get pronounced differently. Yeah. Um, well, I think that was intentional. <laughs> uh, she, she has long. Um, she has long been building her armed forces in the plane of fire. But I know little of them. Okay. What's her interest here? Conquest? I don't know. Conquest. Hmm? But she has long coveted power and glory. And she envies others who are also the children of Feronia, but who have higher stature and powers that she yeah. I think she may she may have finally decided to make a play for eternal fame and the powers of a god hmm. oh. now that Game high. now that you have rescued Ricard here my uh, obligation to protect him is done and I will return to my people and warn them of the Malika's Is Malika attack here? Or is she back on the other side of the You should far all the hope for the your own immortal souls that she is not here. Okay. Okay. <laughs> she has she typically resides in her home on the plane of fire in my ho- in my home and sends <coughs> her minion to lead the attack. Okay. That is Kane's role. Kane. Well, thanks a lot for the information and for saving this guy. Yeah, uh, he explains that, that he, um, he was on this Afridi ship and, um, and they got attacked. The ship got attacked somehow. He doesn't know what it was or what happened. There was something, like not oh. another starship, but like there was some creature that attacked the ship. Did it looked like a whale. Couple, um, I don't know. Oh. He didn't see it. Um, I've seen a couple of random things too. But it it attacked the ship <laughs> and and it caused incredible damage, and um and the ship broke up into parts. Uh huh. And he was on one of the parts of the ship when um, uh, Uzmat happened to be coming by and rescued him. But the rest of the ship exploded, and his okay. wife was on that part. Oh, that, that was going to be my question. Did he? Yeah. He says, I, I think she's dead. I, we, we, saw the, we saw the ship fall back into the sun. 
I, I, I don't know. I'd like to think that she, she's a, she was always, she's always been really resourceful. And, you know, every time you, someone tries to count her out, she's always come through, but uh, I, it was a one in a billion chance that I survived. I, I don't think the gods are lucky enough for us to roll that kind of dice twice. Well, no, no, it has to even out. So your incredible luck has to be even out by somebody else's incredible luck. Maybe it's her. <laughs> Oh, is I that hope, how that works? I hope you're right, Shorty. If only we could hire like a professional investigator to find her, maybe. Somebody <laughs> 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 might be really invested in the uh, yeah. in the job. Yeah. Uh, seriously though, what do you? What can you tell us about this crucible? Because we're going there. Well, I don't know much. Um, the uh, mostly that that it's somehow connected to the far portal. Okay. Um, what I saw was a, a, a station with, like, a, a central disc level. And then, like, a, a there's, like, a long pole running through it, up and down. Right. And there's some kind of little level at the bottom, like a, a, a base or something at the bottom. And then another group at the top. Okay. So it's... And then something, some kind of device, is built into this station because it looked like some kind of force beams or, 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 or gravity controls or tractor beams or something were coming from it and holding the far portal in place. Okay. Coming from a either the, the one on the bottom and the... one on the top. Oh, so there's two. Oh, wow, man. That's like twice as hard of a job now. <laughs> okay, we're going to split up. I'll go in. Oh, <laughs> way, way too early. To be uh, for, for the record, if you decide to split the party, I will totally run with that. I want to <laughs> let you know. I will totally split the party. Um, I'll die separately. Yay. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So, um, yeah. Uh, what do you guys want to do? Keep on keeping on towards... Uh... Uh, uh, Crucible. When you were in prison there, uh, uh, Ricard? Ricard. Yeah. They were headed towards the Crucible? Yes. They were going to interrogate me there. Did they do anything like, did they, did they happen to mention anything about security measures or passcodes or anything they were going to use to try to get, you, you know, know they're like, oh, well, you know, ready the Pulse code emitter or I whatever. I saw, like, th- there were other ships. But they were all going the other direction. Mm-hmm. Um, I got the impression that we were like a salmon swimming upstream. Um, and, uh, and, and nobody was really paying too much attention to us, frankly. Uh, mm. So, so no, I, I didn't know anything, anything like that, but I wasn't really in a real good position to. Fair right. enough. Fair enough. Yeah. How, how large was the Eye of Peronia? The Eye of Feronia was actually, when he describes it, you recognize it. It was a Pyre Overwatch. It's a oh, yeah. medium starship like you saw in uh, Firestarters. Okay. Like the, like the Breath of Embers. Okay. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. It's, it's that size of a ship. It's that, it's that kind of ship. And that's well, bigger not than anymore. Sun-Diver? It is. It's medium. Okay. So it's, yes, it's bigger. No, than not, anymore. not anymore. So if I've got the, it right, the Eye of Feronia is... Like saying it's the eye of the boss's boss's mom. That's right. That's <laughs> correct. Got it. <laughs> yeah, Feronia is a goddess. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. 
All right. Well, um, a goddess uh, of uh, fire and, uh, and, and fertility. And fertility. Yeah. Two great things that don't go great together. <laughs> um, <laughs> she's hot. No. You Uzmat, are not wrong. Uzmat cycles back through your airlock. Um, uh, he probably he might have a brief conversation with uh, Whiskey and uh, and also with Gaholo. Gaholo, do you do you have mysticism? Are you? I right? do. Yeah, not a lot, but I do. Several of us speak Igman um, too. Uh, uh, he can tell you a little bit about the Ankushu. They are um, they are allies and mentors and students of angels. They are good creatures. They work with angels. Um, Ooh. And um, and they they teach and show angels like how to use fire in positive, constructive ways. I know that sounds weird, but you know they're mystics. They're, they 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 have philosophy no. philosophies about fire. That um, does not sound weird to Koholo. <laughs> that yeah, is exactly. absolutely fire. It purifies. Yeah, it lights. Yeah. It gives heat. It yeah. And then and they they're also very much enemies of evil. So Uzmat wants to go. Um. Warn his people mm-hmm. uh, about okay. about the Malika's activities and. Perhaps I can convince them to help you. That would be good. That would be awesome. All right. Um, Uzmat cycles through the airlock and um, and departs. All right. All right. Uh, yeah. Well, now you've got a passenger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So. Yes, we do. If anybody dies, Ricard's your backup. Okay. Right. <laughs> well, Ricard, you said you're an investigator, yeah, so right. obviously your your skill set is in that regard. Are you any good in a fight? Uh, yeah, sure. I've I've had my I've had my share of scraps. Um, okay. He he tells you that basically he he got involved in some of the some of the stuff you guys have already played through your earlier adventures, but mm-hmm. from another angle. Um, okay. Oh. He uh. It's his his original mission. Um, he was trying. There were some missing missing people. I'm trying to find uh, my exact uh, exact prompt. But um, some of this. St- yeah, there you go. Um, he was working out of Stella Cuna mm-hmm. uh, in the Burning Archipelago. He was investigating some disappearances in Corona. And I think in one of your earlier adventures, you had some missing people mm-hmm. in Corona. Yeah. So he was he was basically working that case and he got caught by some of the Afrit and Salamanders who decided Ugh, he might not be good. Worth, yeah, exactly. Who decided he might be worth questioning. So they packed him up in the ship and were right sailing him all the way to the middle of the sun. <laughs> sailing him off to the crucible to get interrogated um when the ship got attacked. Okay. Okay. Right. Anything is- else? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You don't usually find random people in the middle of the sun. No. Right? I mean, that we, was pretty we random. left you in the middle of the sun. Well, that's true, we did. I you think did. it's important I was to help left the there. guy. <laughs> somebody had to find you. What if somebody stumbled in? Like, oh, who's this guy? Frankly, we've been finding people in the middle of the sun for months, so. <laughs> he's, he's got a super sympathetic story, but remember true. there was also the guy with the missing brother who ended yeah, up doing right. a little bit yeah, of harm. So maybe we so keep maybe an we eye just on throw him out there. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, no. 
You said that with your out loud voice. I, I was thinking maybe somebody should sense motive on all of us. That mm, sounds well, like we a probably great have somebody idea. Yeah, I, um, yeah, yeah. I, I think I can. Yes, well, right. Who's, who, if I think probably better. But... Question him a little bit, maybe try to get a feel for if he's sincere. Who is doing that, and how would you like to do it's it? It's not me. I'm driving. <laughs> I, I'm actually... I have a plus seven sense motive. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm kind of concerned about this. I okay. Mean, his, his, his stories is it, it's compelling. Okay. But it is very outlandish. Maybe, sure. Maybe yeah. too compelling. Well, so is that creature, that really awesome fire creature that All I right, never so met Cahol before. Kaholo and uh, Murdochs, um, do you want to like do this kind of casually and talk to him, or do you want to like grill him like he's being questioned? Uh, I'll be good cop. Murdochs can come in as bad cop you if you okay. want. All right. Okay. Uh, I'll be a little bit more systematic about it. I'm not going to be bad cop. All okay. Right, but, gonna be good lawyer. Come on. All right. So, Kaholo, uh, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna try to befriend him and get his story, yes. and then later Murdochs will come in and try and cross examine. Okay. There you go. Part. Yeah. All right. Kaholo, why don't you give me some kind of diplomacy check or something since you're trying to be nice to him? Okay. Instead of. Uh... Well, we'll get to that. All right. <laughs> I I will. I'm so diplomatic. All right. I think that Here's was said me. sarcastically, wasn't it? <laughs> Well, you know. Um, no, actually, I am fairly diplomatic. We'll just see how this goes. Okay. Um, all right. I rolled a 15, and I'm adding 8, so 23. Okay. Um, oh, I can show you. You, you befriend him, um, you know, uh, like, like maybe some, uh, get him some food or something? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Poor guy's hungry? Sure. Um. He, uh, you know, you, you talked to him. Um, you were asking about his wife. Um, he tells you a little bit about her and about, about your guys' story. Her name is Hazel. Um, Hazel Gearston. Um, she was also a PI. Um, and um, he tells you, you know, some of their exploits, this business about the missing people in Stella Kuna. And um, how they got captured and beat up. Uh, roll your sense motive. All right. Adding a seven to this. Okay. And I got an 11. So total of 18. You know, it's, I mean, he seems pretty sincere to you. You know, like his wife's missing, presumed dead. He tell, yeah, that's he harsh. He tells the story of how the ship got attacked. Um, how everything was so chaotic. Um, he was he was being led back to an interrogation room on the ship when the attack happened. Uh, he was able to break free from his captors briefly, run to the front of the ship, and then that part got severed from the rest of the vessel, from the rear part of the vessel. And, wow. And then like an emergency force field slammed down and temporarily preserved the atmosphere in the front of the ship. Uh, and he spent a little time with one of the Afridi in there, um, as they tried to kill each other, basically. And, and then, um, but the, the force field eventually failed, and they were both going to die. And Uzmat showed up at the last minute and rescued him, but not the Afridi, because uh, uh, he's an Ankushu, and they have no reason to particularly want to save an Afridi. Uh -huh. um, Anyway, so I mean, it, it's it is an implausible story, but he seems sincere, for what that's worth to you. And it, and the story hangs together, even yeah. in the retelling. Well, yeah, you, yeah, 
your most impression is that he's he he seems really sincere. That's what you get. Oh. All right, then we get the cross-examiner. Yeah, I'm going to come in and, and just double-check some of these things. Yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. You know, some, you know, not knowing what actually caused this thing. and uh, Anyway, so I kind of I'll take a little bit harder line. I'm not going to be intimidating okay. or anything, but I really do want to get a good sense of specific details, and I'll do it under the guise of, you know, we're trying to learn as much as we can, you know, about the capabilities of, of the Afridi and whatever else is out there that potentially attack them. Cause we got to be on the lookout for them. And for sure, as science officer, I want to be able to calibrate our systems to be able to try to detect this thing. You know? All right. So why don't you also give me a diplomacy check first? All right. I think I'm super diplomatic. Uh, 11. 11 total. Yes. Okay. <laughs> he's like, I, I already told your friend all this. And then, uh, and, uh, but you can sense that he's, he kind of gets the feeling like maybe you don't trust him. Yeah. Uh, uh, roll your sense motive. All right. Okay. Sense motive is a 41. <laughs> 41. Whoa. Well, he doesn't have to like you for you to know the truth. I'm a lawyer. I'm a yeah, lawyer. Yeah. I got to know what <laughs> yeah. the, 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 the folks right, are doing so, here. All right. So um, he, he, you question him. Um, and Oh, it, I'm sorry. 38. It's not. I, I oh, a mere 38. I know. I know. <laughs> well, that's all the difference. Never mind. It's all different now. Yeah. He has a closed book, the end. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you, you zero in on how he knows this information about the crucible. Uh, maybe it's a trap, right? You're thinking maybe he's just here to lure you in. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, he explains that he was, he was, um, when he, he was being interrogated by the Afridi, and they tried to essentially show him that resistance was futile, right? That that this is where you're going, and they're going to do terrible things to you. So you may as well tell me now. And then when we get there, I can tell them you already told me everything, so they won't have to torture you, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, he says, kind of like the good cop, bad cop routine, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, and and so he he they showed him the crucible, um and and he recognized the far portal. He didn't say anything to them because he didn't want them to know that he knew what was going on. He was basically trying to okay. mm -hmm. Um. You 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 get in, while you talk to him, you're able to get a few more details about what he saw. He describes the you already. I've already described the crucible as kind of like this flat disc with like a station up top and a station mm -hmm. up the bottom connected by a central shaft. On that that disc, there's like a bubble city. Hmm. And you actually get the impression, because your experience with these bubble cities inside the sun is much more than his. Mm -hmm. This might be some kind of ancient structure. This might mm. not be something the Afridi have built. Mm -hmm. But rather huh. pre-existing. Already was. And we've mm -hmm. heard about that, that yes. there were cities in the sun. Yes. And well, you just came oh, that's one. cool. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. So you're thinking that that's probably what this is. It's got these domes. There's a big main dome, and then there's a couple of smaller domes on that central flat level. There's a hangar, it looks like, some kind mm. of place where you can land inside one of these domes. Um, but there's no way you could put a large fleet here. Like, hmm. this might be some kind of supply base or logistics base, but there's no way that it's a major starport. It's just hmm. not that big. 
So they had to come from somewhere. They would have had to deeper come through the far portal. The from, oh, they the came portal. through the portal. They, the, yeah. the far portal, oh. you already know this. Yeah, the yeah. far portal connects to the plane of fire. Right, 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 right. So Ugh. when, when you put together everything that Uzmat yes. told you and Rodecard told you mm-hmm. and what you've already seen, you can kind of see how the Got whole it. invasion comes right, together, right? right? right, right. Malika, okay. Malika's forces, Malika's territory in the elemental plane of fire is not near where the far portal is. Right. But it's been moved, right? Mm-hmm. So it must have moved in the plane of fire as well. Mm-hmm. So when we move the far portal in, in the material plane, we also moved it in the plane of fire. Mm. So now the, the, the far portal is closer to the Malika's headquarters, and in the material plane, it's safe from observation from the burning archipelago mm-hmm. and we can move an entire fleet through there we can take as much time as we want wow. we can have an entire fleet building up inside the sun nobody can see it and when we're ready we can just attack so this was intentional they didn't the far board didn't just fall into the sun it was pulled it to was a very pulled. this very specific spot it, for ex- this very specific it, reason exactly and, okay. and i believe him yes you do mm. okay yes you do. <laughs> yeah it, all right you, mostly because you understand what's going on better than he does right 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 and he's doing details that i'm able to fill in yes, the whole exactly. story and there's no way he would make up something because he doesn't has no idea what that means that's pres- got exactly it, it. But, you were able to put two and two together okay. he doesn't wow. have the clues you all right okay he seems okay he's yeah. not a plant correct <laughs> all right you're jill kashi you're already thinking about how we take over the crucible and go through the far portal and really- <laughs> Put the hurt on Malika. That's right. right. You can go back to the Viscarium and say, oh, by the way, I beat a half-god evil fire person. Mm -hmm. Uh, For the record, I have the Malika stats here in the back of the book. As if like you the decide la- oh, to do like that. The last okay. All right. Oh, like no. oh, oh. Con- it's like if we want to continue the, the campaign. Continue. Yeah, she's CR 22, guys. Okay. <laughs> so, oh, boy. Let's go for it. We're going to like need some yeah. weapons. It's a, it's a starship <laughs> we encounter for us, right? I mean, what part of Keep Daughter of a Goddess did we forget? Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, okay, so let's pause there as you get an alarm uh, on your uh, on your sensors. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, no, your backup computer guy. Is that maybe you, Probably Whiskey? me, yeah. You're talking to, um, you're talking to uh, um, Ricard down yeah. in, the, in, the, in the cargo bay. You're at the computers, and you get another... Another transmission starts coming in, <laughs> like crackles and some sort of like, like maybe some kind of distortion, and you hear, um, uh, "Help! Help us! We are kidnapped!" <laughs> right, crackling noises, and just for a second, on the sensors, you see a life form, but then it disappears, hmm. and we'll pick up next next game. You can't swing a dead squawks right. around here without getting some <laughs> 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 kidding. First of all, don't swing wow. this squawks anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah. He won't take it kindly. You've been listening to Intrepid Heroes on the No Direction Network. New episodes are posted every Friday.